welcome to a very special mailbag edition of Dimes and Dozens. I'm actually so excited for this. Um, There are some great questions in here. There are some kind of okay questions. And then there (laughs) were some not good questions at all, but those all got edited out. Yeah. So I don't. I don't check my mail, actually. I don't. <laughs> yeah, there were so all many bills. bills in there. And yeah. Yeah, there was like one person asked for my WhatsApp. I'm like, I don't think you understand the nature of this. Yeah. It's like that meme, like the you don't get the show meme with Poppy from Highly Questionable. It's yeah. like, I don't think you get this. <laughs> this is not the opportunity to ask for my contact information. This yeah. is a general questions, a fun, a fun little question and answer. Um, AKA, I actually noticed a lot of podcasters. I'm not the only one with this idea, apparently. Looks like a lot of podcasts are doing this this week because the season ended and no one has anything to talk about. Exactly. Um, so, so here we go. Uh, kind of set this up. The, the way we usually do this podcast is we kind of talk, talk shop, talk basketball, the, the first half of it and the second half we, you know, free for all talk about whatever. So that's sort of how I set up these questions as well. So we'll start with some NBA questions and then move into some just fun party cues you know (laughs) um so the first one is a fun one which nba person would you invite to a dinner party three to four people maximum and what do you serve toliver start start with you yeah well i because i'm not gonna i'll ask about dietary restrictions but the (laughs) centerpiece is all of you (laughs) the centerpiece is gonna be chicken Mm-hmm. Um, so and everybody knew I was going to say that right. maybe like as fried like, chicken, perhaps. Yeah, it's going to be fried. And that's then, you know, like, uh, maybe a sweet potato pie. Cause that's mm, really nostalgic. Yeah, you know, everyone loves that. Yeah. Um, I would invite Blake Griffin. I've been talking about Blake Griffin so much recently. I don't know why I was like in an Uber and the Uber was like, Hey, have you ever met a black guy with freckles? And I was like, <laughs> You're like uh, actually. yeah, I was like Blake Griffin. So <laughs> That for, because of that and because I was watching Broad City the other day and uh you know it's he has not because cameo. I told you that I saw him on Raya oh no it's not but I, I forgot I you totally told me saw that. him on Raya but he didn't he didn't match with me I swiped <sighs> I swiped right and it was not it was not reciprocated that is trash mm-hmm. so maybe I'm uninviting him we'll see yeah we'll hold a, a place for him <laughs> um so let's go with him I feel like <laughs> Oh no! I want no. I just you know I was thinking about it. I was thinking about Billy Donovan, and I was. Oh like, no! <laughs> it does say NBA person. They worded this question very specifically to include coaches for you. Yeah, I think. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I'll go with Billy. Don- I was just really wanted to bring somebody in from the Bulls because now that the season is over, like they're they were already irrelevant, but now that the season's over, I feel like I can talk about the Bulls again for some reason. Mm-hmm. So Billy Donovan, and then I would go with um, De'Aaron Fox. Okay. You know, I think he's just the sweetest. Yeah. You said goal. you said that he would be a good dinner party yeah, guest for I, I brought think. that up. Apropos yeah, of like, nothing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> apple pie of nothing. Yeah, apple you're right. Pie. Um, okay. Bone and apple then, tea. Yeah, and I feel like I have to make like a really throw a wrench in this shit for the last one. Are you gonna pick Zion? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. That was feel- a little that was a little throwback, <laughs> a little callback for those of you who've actually listened to this podcast before. Yeah, I feel so much shame for the last time. I chose Zion. Um, You're on a watch list now. All okay. right, the last one. So it's not Zion. It's not Zion. Who's it going to be? Oh, my God. This is really hard. Um, how about Rajan Rondo? Okay. All right. Because, you know, 
because I feel like he'll be pretty generous about passing the uh, the dishes around the table. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you had to. You had to do it. You had to do it. There's been so much screaming already, and it's only the first question. Right. Um, okay, so my answer is, I mean, obviously LeBron, 100. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jalen Jalen Brown seems like a very interesting conversationalist. Totally. Very intelligent. That's why you're inviting him, yes. Yeah, definitely not because he has um a, the body of a Greek god. It's, it's definitely not that. just because he's really smart. That's it's actually both. It's, it's both. You okay. want both. You want both in a dinner guest. You want why not one both? who's stupid hot and also really smart. Um so LeBron, Jalen, three to four people. Okay. Um Greg Popovich for sure. Oof. I don't know about that. I don't know about that one. I think he seems like a great, a great time. He, he's going to yell at you. First, no, he's, I think he's a delightful man when he's not on the court. Also, I've heard um, he used to always go to this restaurant in Minneapolis called Restaurant Alma um, back when games were played in other cities besides Florida. Mm. <laughs> and I knew someone who was a server there. And I remember her telling me that he always tips like 2000%. Like he tipped like so much. So he'd come and like bring his own wine because he's like a huge wine connoisseur. Mm. Um, and and he would always leave like a crazy, crazy tip at the end of the night. So love That's, that. That sounds like him. Like he'll just like he'll be really cold maybe. Very magnan- magnanimous in, in real life. Yeah. Yeah. But then he'll give you a thousand dollars. Um, so okay, so Pop, LeBron, Jalen, um, hmm. This is okay. You know what? I'm going to pick two more. One more for good conversation and one for wine purposes. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Steve Kerr. Also seems like a great time. Boring. Boring? <laughs> no, I think because you need one. You need Am I one. allowed to interject? I'm sorry. You need Am one I... dinner guest. Yeah, you are because I made fun of you for choosing Zion <laughs> or not choosing Zion. Um. Yeah. But you need one dinner guest who's just a really sweet, lovely person with who you can't have everyone be like hamming it up because like that's uh, too much. You know what I mean? You need one comedian. You need one person who has really interesting topics of conversation. You need one. It's a be- delicate balance, just like a meal to Oliver. Mm. So, yeah. So Steve Kerr. And then I would invite. Um, I was going to say Jimmy Butler for wine purposes and also for fun purposes, but I don't know. Jimmy and Braun, maybe that would be a good time. Who knows? Maybe that would, maybe that wouldn't be contentious. Maybe it would just be funny. So I'm going to go Jimmy and then have I already picked four people? I think that's four. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was, my runner up was going to be CJ McCollum because he has his own brand of wine now and he could, oh, yeah. if he could hook it up. But, and then what do I serve? I mean, obviously the wine game has to be on point because I've got mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of wine connoisseurs on my guest list. So lots of really good natural wine. Um, and I'm thinking like my general dinner party go-to is like some sort of snacky finger food for while dinner is still being prepared. So, you know, like some sort of hors d'oeuvre situation. So maybe like a, like a chips and homemade guacamole or cheese and crackers and fruit and stuff. And then I always am, I'm a big fan of like the classic, and you know, really big, really good salad, some sort of protein, maybe, yeah, maybe chicken, maybe salmon, mm-hmm. and then some sort of like starch. So like potatoes or whatever. Yeah. And that would be my, that would be my, my move. That's pretty good. That's, yeah. that's, that's like, um, balanced. Yeah. You know? Very, you know, I'm a Libra. We're all about balance. <laughs> so got Libra keep season now. in balance with the guest list and balance with the menu. I'm just a balancing. That's what I always, yeah. Goddess. I tell people Domestic when they ask goddess. about you. 
She's yeah, so you balanced. just say she's so balanced. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next few questions, there was like several questions that basically were the same question. There were variations on a theme. The theme is um Lakers free agency coming up. So yeah, actually, I'll, I'll, just, I'll rattle off some of the questions so that you know what people actually ask. But basically, people just want us to talk about Lakers free agency. So mm-hmm. we've got who should the Lakers try and get in free agency? Should the Lakers trade for Chris Paul? What would be your dream trade for the Lakers? Um, so yeah, so those are some of the questions. So just overall, Tolliver, like what mm-hmm. what what does your crystal ball see for the Lakers in free agency? Who would you like to have them see? And would you like that person to be Chris Paul? Why or why not? Yeah, so um no, I I wouldn't like that. I would not like that person to be Chris <laughs> so, Paul. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to like get that out of the way. Um, but there's been another person people have been talking about this week, Bradley Beal, as yeah. a candidate to come to the Lakers, and that excites me to yeah. no end. Yeah. Um, because I don't know. I, I feel like I'm excited for Bradley Beal to win a chip because I feel like if he comes to the Lakers, that's just what's going to happen. Or at least get like, get some credit for being so good. Like at least make yeah. all-star like, or like get, all get, NBA or something. Yeah, exactly. He's been languishing there for a long time mm-hmm. and I just feel like he's a great fit and we can afford him <laughs> and cause you know, Chris Paul's contract is insane. It's insane. Yeah. Um, so that that sounds fantastic. And I feel like that's more of a direction that the Lakers are going to go in. I actually watched a 17-minute video on YouTube. And I, I have the attention span of, like, you know, fly. Ooh. But, I just, you know, I mostly sat through it. And they were like, Bradley Beal's wife liked a post talking about Bradley moving to Los Angeles or, like, something like that. He straight up bought a house in Venice, like a ginormous yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, right. And they were but, like. But to be fair, many of the players live in L.A. during the offseason. So that's yeah. not necessarily indicative of anything. But yeah, it was like some segment on whatever, and they she like liked the post, and I was like, oh, okay, 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 okay all right. I see you. I think her name's like Kamaya. <laughs> I see you, Kamaya. Um, she she's an OG because she was the one who was like, she went off on Twitter, like put some respect on his name basically, and rattled off all of his stats yeah. for the year. And I was like, that's actually goddamn impressive that you know all of that. Um, oh. so my my response would be. Similar reasons why I don't think they should get Chris Paul, which is that I think Chris Paul would be great. I think he's a perfect fit, um, you know, with AD and Braun because it would take some of the sort of ball handling, like playmaking weight off of LeBron. Who knows if Rondo's going to come back? He's a free agent this year, I believe. Um, but, and this is a big but, uh, <laughs> but I'm ch- it, uh, his contract is fucking crazy. It's so yeah. expensive. And the one thing that the Lakers, their one Achilles heel this year, which they did overcome, was their lack of depth, right? So, like, they're just not a very deep team, which is okay. Turns out that works out all right if your role players know their role and can do that. And also, if you uh, happen to have two of the best, like, five or six players <laughs> on your team. Right. So, but I don't think that the answer to that, like, if you looked back on this year of the Lakers and said, okay, well, we won a championship, so we're feeling really good, but what would we change if we could change something? I don't think your response to that is, of all the things that we could possibly need, what we really need is a really expensive, really good point guard. Cause I feel like between Braun and Rondo, if he comes back, like they, they kind of have that under control. It's more of like the perimeter shooting that they really need. Um, and if they did get Chris Paul because of how expensive he is, they really wouldn't have money left over for much of anything else. So I think that that would not be the move. However, if they did decide to go that way, 
I think they could still win another chip with those three and and you know the bench basically. I think that I mean I think they could pull it off, but I wouldn't I wouldn't choose it for them. That wouldn't be my choice. I mean I think Bradley Beal would be great. There's you know there's several there's several good free agents on the market. Um, you know coming up this su- summer. I don't know what to call it. Uh, winter yeah. I guess. Winter Sim- fall. <laughs> this uh, J term for the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's a lot of I think what they really need is like one or two good perimeter shooters like I think that they have they're a huge team like size wise they're already very tall they have plenty of room protection they've got playmakers because of Braun and assuming they keep Rondo um they could probably use someone else who can like create their own you know offense and Mm -hmm. and make some plays for them that would probably be good but overall what they really need I think is shooting um and they hopefully will find somebody and I think they can find somebody for a hell of a lot cheaper than Chris Paul yeah and did you see that the you know there's talk of like the clippers bringing back chris paul now i'm like i oh, actually fuck out of here that's not yeah happening. exactly I'm, I'm really excited for chris paul where he is i mean i don't know if he wants to be there i know oh, he, he's I, I feel like staying in okc because they're rebuilding like he, this year they're exactly. like they're tearing it all down yeah so hopefully he'll get out of there i mean i think i think basically you know what they want what okc wants is they've they had like the best possible showcase for Chris Paul's contract this year, basically, which is that yeah. like he can take your random ass team that everyone <laughs> wrote off and take them to the playoffs uh, just on a, his own back, essentially. And that's the best possible case scenario for advertising why it's worth spending all that money on his contract. Yeah. So I think that worked out great for Sam Presti, you know, um, but I they're not going to trade him for nothing. And, and so if they don't get the return that they're looking for back for him, they'll just they'll keep him for another year. And I think that would suck for him because I don't think they're going to make a playoff run as deep as they did this year, next year. Um, yeah. Cause they are actively trying to rebuild at this point. Like I think they're tanking. So yeah. it's kind of impossible to tank with Chris Paul. Cause he's just such a dog and he like really wants to win. So I think it's better for everyone involved. If tanking is what you want in OKC, which it seems like it is. And you know, winning is what you want as Chris Paul. It's just way better for everyone if he can go to a team where he could win. I could, I think Philly would be a great fit for him. Um, mm. You know, like I think they could use that veteran presence on that lineup. I know that Chris and Doc don't exactly have the happiest past. I don't know if they'd be willing to work with each other, but just looking at where Philly is as a roster and where Chris Paul is and what he brings to the table. Like, I do think that would be a great fit. I don't really see it happening just because, you know, I don't think that again, he and doc get along very well, but yeah. Um, I, I just, I, I guess I buy into all the, you know, the talk about Chris Paul being really hard to play with and whatnot. And I, I just like him having his own thing. Because when I think, whenever I think of him paired with anyone, I think, oh, it's going to be a struggle, you know, like or anybody of his like caliber, really. Well, that's why I think people have been floating around the Lakers is because, you know, Chris obviously has a ton of respect for LeBron, and I think when you join a team that's already a championship team, you have Mm -hmm. to kind of understand that like you're joining them. It's not your team; it's their team, and you're there. And he could pull, you know, like a Melo in Portland or a Dwight Howard this year, and just sort of be like, "Cool, I'm. I want to win a championship before I retire. I understand my role." And so, in that sense, like I don't have any argument that Chris Paul would be a great fit on the Lakers. I think he actually would be a, a perfect fit, but I don't think that he'd be a perfect enough fit to make it worth spending what's left of their cap space on one guy. Like I just, I think they could do better for cheaper. 
I would also just miss uh, having the ball in LeBron's hands as much. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, right. would, it would bug me. Yeah, exactly. Seeing LeBron off ball that much, I'd be like, eh. That's been a really cool kind of storyline of the last few years of the Lakers is just like this era of LeBron's career mm-hmm. for the most part is so point guard centric and it's so it's so about him make, like making amazing passes, making amazing plays for other people. Um, for me, I, I agree with you. I love that element. I love watching him sort of finesse that element of his game. And what he really needs is someone he can pass the ball to who can shoot, you know, like that's what, that's what they really need ultimately. Right. Um, spot up shooters, I think yeah. would be great for the Lakers. And so, um, as much as Chris Paul is totally capable of that, he costs as much as like three spot up shooters. Yeah. So I feel like you could probably do better as a team for, for the, you know, return on that investment. Um, as far as who they should get instead. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Bradley Beal would be great. He's also, you know, a little bit on the expensive side. Um, so there are a lot of like great options out there for way more affordable, um, than, than what Chris Paul's contract is. You've got like Jeremy Grant, who I feel like really made a name for himself in that Denver Lakers series. He is a great three point shooter. And I think he, you know, improved by like leaps and bounds this playoffs. Um, you've got, you know, uh, Joe Harris on the nets who won the three point contest a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, Gallinari, they're probably going to try and trade off because like I said, OKC is trying to tank Fred Van Fleet. I mean, I assume the Raptors will just throw the bag at him. Um, because he's he's been awesome for them and he's basically their only reliable, um, player right now like every single game besides kyle lowry so yeah um so yeah so Um, but i mean what about uh mellow mellow's a free agent um especially after all that drama about you know lebron could have rescued him last season i think that would be really fun i do think he seems happy in portland so yeah we'll see If, if portland doesn't want him back um i could definitely see it but I, I could also really see him staying in Portland. He was really thriving there. He fit in their system really well. Yeah. Um, you know, Aaron Baines is actually an interesting one from Phoenix. He's a free agent this year. He is an amazing shooter, for, especially for his size. He's a, he's a big guy. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so that could be an interesting one. But like I said, size isn't really what the um, – what the Lakers are lacking, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got tons of height. What they need is shooting. So I'm sure they wouldn't turn away a big guy who can shoot, but I think that he'd probably be pretty low on their list of priorities. But all that is to say that there are so many great shooters on the free agency market this year. Yeah. And I just, I would be surprised if they decide to put that money towards Chris Paul, unless it's yeah. like LeBron's will, like just wants it to happen so bad. Like ultimately they'll do whatever LeBron wants them mm-hmm. to do. Um, but I think that he's smart enough to see that that money could be better spent elsewhere. Um, yeah. And what a matchup that's going to be in the Western conference finals, because (laughs) I feel, I mean, maybe I'm just being arrogant or whatever, but I feel like it's definitely going to be Warriors Lakers. You think Uh, you're counting the Clippers out completely from even making the conference finals? I'm done with them. (laughs) I'm not willing to count them out quite yet. I mean, I think I do. If I had to predict, I would predict the Warriors and the Lakers. I agree that that's, but it's so hard with injuries. Like we just don't know 
Right. That's true. What they're going to look like coming back from injury. I'm sure, you know, especially Steph's injury wasn't super serious, but it is your hand, right? And like shooting is his whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And Clay's injury was pretty serious. I mean, it looks like, you know, he's bounced back pretty well, but it's it's got to be weird, right? You you're so dominant, you know, for so for years and years in a row, and then all of a sudden you have to take a whole year off, and then you basically have to take almost two years off, right? Because the bubble you did they didn't participate in, and then there's like the gap after the bubble before the next season starts. So it's going to be like close to two years by the time yeah, Steph and Clay are back out there. Um, I just I'm not willing to like totally throw all of my chips in that pile without seeing them play a single game. Um, Whereas the Clippers, we know that they do have a high ceiling. They just have no ability to reach that ceiling right now. And I think Ty Lue is an amazing coach. And Mm -hmm. sometimes a change, you know, just a change as simple as that, as simple as like, like I said last week, like getting rid of some of the role players who are a little too big for their britches as far as their actual role right now. And then switching up to a coach who everybody, you know, has a fresh clean slate with, I think could be a lot. Also can't really, can't really discount the fact that Ty Lue has coached LeBron and, you know, we heard Jimmy say this and it's true. Like you have to go through LeBron at some point, right. To get to Ooh. a championship. That's like the main roadblock in your way, whether you're in the East, whether you're in the West oh, I know. and Ty Lue, you know, has the keys to LeBron. I mean, mind you, so did Eric Spolstra and that didn't really work out that well, but <laughs> I mean, that's a good that's a good asset to have, right? As a coach, if you're looking at a LeBron led Lakers as your main, you know, obstacle from winning the West, that's really handy to have a coach who coached him to a championship not too long ago. Um, So, yeah, so I wouldn't count out the Clippers, Clippers fans, but I do feel like y'all need to fucking humble yourselves because (laughs) that was that was your main that was the main thing in your way this year. This was the window. So cocky. Yeah. I think they're still in the window. That's what I'm saying, Tolliver. I think yeah. that the window is actually last year and this coming year is the window for the Clippers. I mean, yeah. if they don't make it to the Western Conference Finals next year, like that that franchise is a bust, Ooh. I think. It's going, yeah, we're going back to... You have no future. You mortgaged yeah. your whole future. And, uh, we're going pre-Lob City. And it's Clippers. rare for a free agent like Kawhi to choose the Clippers as a destination. Yeah, like, it exactly. doesn't happen super often. So... I'm I guess I guess what I mean to say is I'm not willing to count you out for next year because dear god that's your only hope and yeah. <laughs> I I I hope it works out for you. Um so a couple more NBA related questions. Mm-hmm. Um which All-Star weekend competition would you do the best in personally? The three-point contest, skills contest, dunk contest. Mhm. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, very clearly I'm not gonna do well at the skills challenge. God, because oh you have no skill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I just did like a little shoot with whatever this shoe company, and they were like, "Can you like just dribble and shit like that?" And, it was, and you're sorry. like, "Nope." <laughs> just like being asked to do it on camera was like, "Oh, <laughs> like no, I can't." But I did or whatever. But so my, the one that I think has the lowest, you know, threat sh- threshold of difficulty would be the three point shooting contest. You know? Yeah, that was my original choice too. But then I thought about the fact that I don't think I've ever made a three point shot in my life. <laughs> so I well, obviously the answer is not the dunk contest, right? Exactly, not the dunk contest. Except for one caveat, I think I could do the dunk contest potentially if it's like the new version of the dunk contest where you like hop over a flying car and then whatever. Mm-hmm. Because I feel Nissan like there's a lot sure. of ways to finesse that 
And I'm like, yeah. what if I like could climb up a ladder that was on fire? Like, I feel like yeah. maybe if there was like enough distractions, I could dunk it. Yeah. And I feel like being 5'5", five, five, 140 pounds, maybe like could impress them with my just overcoming of height. To <laughs> yeah, it's the to story, get. the narrative. Yeah. So it's like they give my first dunk a 10 just because it was completed, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And it so didn't say which fall, one it didn't say which one you would win. It said which one you would do the best in. And yeah. it's like I would do terrible in literally all of them. Yeah. Um, so it's like which one do I have the best chance of getting like any sort of success in? And I think I could complete one dunk maybe given the right circumstances. Yeah, I was always the insufferable big man pulling up like from twenty feet out. You know, just because I didn't want contact. So yeah. I would like never be near the basket and like Tolliver, go yeah, stand under the fucking basket. You're a giant. What is your wingspan? You're so tall. I have no idea. But yeah, it's it's very big. I'm a very tall person. I have long arms and long legs. It's and then funny my though, torso you're, you, is like nothing. You are so tall, but in the NBA, like in context, you would be like a very average sized person. Yeah, six five. Yeah, that's like right in the middle. Yeah. That's so, wild. That's I'm the so tallest wild. person everywhere I go. Yeah. And then you went or if you were in the NBA, you'd be like a small <laughs> you'd be like you'd be like a guard actually yeah exactly you're like a guard height i mean lebron's <laughs> six eight right yeah Jesus. yeah crazy um okay so basically the answer to that question is we would both be very bad at all of them if there was um, like a texting element like ooh, i could do well at that oh yeah okay so i'm gonna ask a, que- a follow-up question that wasn't part of this which is which imaginary all-star weekend event would you right. kill it in yeah, I mean that'd be a good one, like post mating things. Post mating, like like what does LeBron need? Does LeBron need something for me? I yeah. would crush that, you know. My All Star Weekend skill that I would be the best in is knowledge of NBA gossip. Oh yeah, like every everybody who's dated an Instagram thought, everyone who's accidentally posted a dick pic. Like mm. I got it. I know I all both of that of info. <laughs> both of those are me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you need to know like who Fred Van Fleet was dating three years ago, I got you, baby. I would like to know. I that, got you. But, yeah. Actually, I don't know that. Okay. I was just looking at a picture of Fred Van Fleet, and so that was the first thing that came to mind. But I did know that Bradley Beal's wife is named Kamaya, which is like Kamaya. there are so many names of people that I've met who actually are relevant to my life that I probably can't remember because I know that because there's right. only so much space in my brain. Yeah. There's like the hard drive is almost full here. It really is. It's overloaded. It's like overheating. Like <laughs> when you have your laptop on your lap and you're like, it's just getting it's so hot and burns your lap. That's my brain right yeah. now from useless NBA related knowledge. Love it. Um, okay. Last NBA related question. Is Giannis ever going to win a title? Uh, no. You don't think so? Okay. Think so. That's bold. I'd feel like he... We'll never do this. He will, he'll never do like a KD kind of thing, you know, where he's like, I'm just going to join these two people and just mm, be like, like I disagree just do it. on everything you've said so far. You think so? Mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to be like, I need this to be my team. I think he'll try it. I think he'll definitely try it for a few years. I think he has a really intense desire to win. And I don't think he's quite figured out what it takes to do that. And I think he does currently have a lot of hubris and he's like, no, I can do it myself. Yeah. Um, but he's not LeBron. Like, I'm sorry, like you're very, very good, but there's LeBron is a like once in a lifetime player, like a a LeBron or a Jordan or like even a Kobe, you know, you need even a LeBron or a Jordan needs like a Scottie Pippen, right? Like everybody needs somebody. Kobe needed Jack, like everybody, even like the once in a generation, once in a lifetime players need like a really good number two. Yeah. Um, 
-hmm. it's very rare that someone can pull like a LeBron on the Cavs with like Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith and like make it as far as they did. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, they still didn't win obviously when Kyrie was gone, but like they got really fucking far and, and that's just on the strength of LeBron being one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. And I don't think that Giannis is there. I mean, I think he's really fucking good. But so I think he does still currently have like that hubris of being like, I can do this. I don't need help. But mm -hmm. I think at a certain point you do get humbled, you know, and yeah. and that's pretty similar. Honestly, if you look at LeBron's career trajectory, like he did stay in Cleveland for quite a while and tried to just do it himself with the most ragged ass teams you've <laughs> ever seen before he finally was like, you know what? Fuck it. I want to go somewhere that wins and has like a winning culture and yeah. then went down to Miami to join up with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. And like I, I see that trajectory in Giannis's future. A lot of people have said Miami. I personally think he's a little bit too proud to go to Miami just because they exactly. fucking dogged them this year and humiliated them in front of everyone. So I don't really see Giannis going to Miami, but I could see him going to uh, Toronto. I could see him going to Dallas. Um, I could see him. Dallas. I could see him. People have said Golden State. I don't really see that just because they have their own legacy. But And I think he does want to build like a legacy somewhere. Um, but I for sure think he's going to win a championship at some point, but I think he will need to check that hubris, humble himself a little and join up with a couple other like all-star level players to yeah. make it happen. Yeah. Toronto is a really interesting option. That'd be, that'd I mean, be something else. There's a really vibrant, you know, African population in Toronto. Like there's a yeah. ton of African immigrants there. So his Nigerian side, you know, um, also cool city. Has anyone Great ever... Team been to milwaukee i mean do we do we have a lot of dear god if you're listening from milwaukee i'm sorry shout out yeah if you're listening from milwaukee uh spoilers ahead turn off the podcast now <laughs> um it's, it's a rough yeah it's rough i mean you know the funny thing is he's like i love milwaukee and it's like yeah you haven't lived anywhere else in the united states yet so milwaukee. of course you love milwaukee because it seems great because it's like oh there's trees and like whatever but it's like you need to if he lived literally anywhere else, he'd be like, oh. Milwaukee has... Milwaukee might be trash. <laughs> Kinnikinnik. They have Kinnik like... They have River East or whatever that is. And they have Summerfest. You're speaking another language to me right now. And, and I lived in Minnesota <laughs> for 10 years. I have no idea what you're talking about. They have these three things going for them. That's mm -hmm. it. And Kinnikinnik is just a street. A ton of beer. A lot of cheese. Actually, you know what? Let me let me interject just to say that every time I've ever been on tour and and stopped in Milwaukee, I've had a wonderful time. The people are very nice. Mm -hmm. um, it is much like Minnesota, very beautiful during the summer months. Um, yeah. Lots of lakes and trees and stuff like that. Um, I had a couple of really good meals in Milwaukee, some great cocktails and stuff. So let me let me stop shitting on Milwaukee long enough to say that I understand that actually is it's lovely. You know, in many ways, not yeah. as lovely as Miami, maybe, but. Um, but I, yeah, so I think Giannis definitely has a championship ahead of him. I think that he will leave, he'll either leave Milwaukee and get a championship or he'll have to figure out a way to make it work there. Um, but I don't think he's going to retire without a ring. He's just too, he's a fighter. I mean, he's like, he's extremely competitive, extremely. No one's that competitive Listen. and doesn't find a way to win a championship eventually. Like All right. to be, okay, let me, let me put it this way. You don't get to the NBA without being like psycho competitive, right? Yeah. Like and to be to be in that context, to be one of the more competitive guys, you have to be like a psychopath. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. cuz everyone who's there is competitive. That's how they got there, you know? 
I mean, Barkley was pretty competitive too. Carl Malone was competitive too. I, you know, I can say this about Charles Barkley because he was saying that Anthony Davis doesn't have a fight in him or like the dog in him or whatever. And that's so, so preposterous that I'm going to turn it around on Charles and say, like, I don't think, I think he's one of, you know, he's in the top 50 players of all time. Like he's an amazing player and with an amazing legacy that isn't discounted by the fact he never won a championship, but he doesn't, he's not, he doesn't have the Giannis level of competitive like fight in him. I don't think. Yeah. I, I just don't like, I don't think Charles is that guy. Yeah. I don't, um, I, I don't know. I remember, I remember watching Charles Barkley and being so terrified of him. I mean, he's really fucking good. So scary. Yeah. Pretty menacing. Yeah. Which is funny because he seems so docile as a retired player. But, <laughs> but all that is to say is that, I mean, obviously winning a championship is really hard and there's lots of factors that go into winning or not winning, um, you know, that have a lot to do with you as a player and also nothing to do with you as a player. But I think for some people, they will do whatever they have to do, whether that's joining a super team, whether that's whatever. And they just they need they need a ring before they retire. And I do think Giannis is one of those people. I just think he hasn't reached that threshold yet of being like, I'm willing to humble myself a little to make it happen. But I do think he'll get there eventually if he's not able to do it on his own in Milwaukee. Yeah. That concludes the NBA section of these questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we will rattle off a couple more of these just fun ones before we get out of here. Um, yeah. So without further ado, the fun questions. All right. If you were a Marvel superhero, what would your name and superpower be? Um, <clears throat> wow. Yeah, it would be like, my name wow. would, be, would be like Daddy Longlegs or something like that, you know? Daddy Longlegs? Yeah, that sounds little, like more of like sexual. a porn star name it's than a, a sexual, superhero name. Right. I just, I, I posted that fucking, you know, thirst trap to Instagram yesterday and I was just like, my legs are a million miles long. And so I feel like it would have to be something <laughs> like that, like a stretch. You're reviewing your own thirst trap right now. You know how many photos I took? God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it would have to be something Amazing. like that. And that's kind of a lame power. So I guess I I, I want something more the power fun. of height. So everyone in the NBA is also a <laughs> yeah, exactly. by lose. that metric. But you know, I'd be like a stretchy guy or whatever. Just Stretch. that's that's like the natural thing that I would have. But yeah. if I were just like str- like really think outside the box about what I would really want or something like that, mm-hmm. I could um, make any train come on time. You oh. know, I could like like yeah. I just I need my train to be here now. Bam. Then it's like there. You need to dream bigger, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm just that's life has beat me down. I'm just you're like, like you're like what is the craziest superpower I could imagine? You're like I wish my public transit was more <laughs> timely. <laughs> yeah, you laugh now, but <laughs> you laugh now, but your trains are gonna be late. But your trains are gonna be late, and I'm gonna be right on time. <laughs> I like that you weren't like, oh, I'm super car man, and I can turn any beater into like a luxury vehicle or whatever. No, you're I can't just drive. Like, you can't drive. No. What? Yeah, I'm queer. <laughs> Is that how that works? It's a rule. Um, my superpower would be, um, I guess. So the que- okay, let me clarify this question a little bit. Is mm-hmm. it if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Or if it's if you were to become a superhero, like what what are your natural gifts that would translate no, into no, a superpower? No, 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 not that. That's lame. Not that. No. No, because I did that and I felt so disappointed in my in my stretchy guy thing, you know. Okay, so I'll give two. So I'll give the lame one and then I'll give the fun one. Okay, so the cool. lame one is I think I would be intuition girl because mm-hmm. I have a really powerful sense of intuition and I am 
I think I'm insightful and I'm able like when I'm talking to someone, I can sort of like feel things out really well. So I, the superpower version of that would be like, I guess some, somewhere like psychic ability or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my just fun superpower would be, um, they're Ooh. all taken. All the really good ones are taken. There's something out there. The world's changing to, every day. I want to be able to fly. That's like every superhero can do that. But wouldn't that be so scary? Not if like, it was your superpower. I feel like I'd never get over how, like if I just started flying now, like if I learned it as a kid, it'd be different. <laughs> but now I'd be like, oh shit, you know, the whole time. <laughs> oh shit, I'm totally fucking flying <laughs> yeah, right now. Exactly. It's like, yeah, Superman, you do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I need to be more creative. I don't know what my superpower, oh, my other superpower would be the ability to freeze time by singing i would just like start singing a note and it would just freeze everything yeah. and i could just take a second to figure out my next move because i often feel like i'm catching up yeah. to everything happening what would and your I name would just, be um the amazing singing freeze machine i don't know <laughs> all right <laughs> you're the one who names the episodes i don't know how to name shit I was like Celine something, like Celine, oh, Celine, Celine freeze, on? freeze On. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's what it is. Because okay. that's like, Freeze On is like, kind of sounds like a Bichon Frise, like the dog. Mm-hmm, yeah. Celine Freeze On, and then I would have like a Bichon Frise sidekick that also yeah. had the same ability, and whenever it howled, it froze time. Um, I this is actually at- great. I'm wor- <laughs> workshopping this as we go. It's going really well. I used to work at Borders, and we sold books about dogs, and I would always see that name, and I'd be like, Beacon Freeze. <laughs> 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 on the bodega boys podcast um like they have all these like aka's like the wu-tang clan that they say mm. in the begin in the end i think of the podcast and they're like i'm jesus nice aka this aka that and one of jesus's aka's is um aka like petco or something because i got your bitch on freeze <laughs> <laughs> amazing. amazing such a good one so good um okay uh more movie related ones if you could change the ending of one movie what would it be Whew. um you know i this is a, a, a one that i brought to the table from the listeners and i mm-hmm. literally not thought of an answer <laughs> to it but let's see um okay the first movie that popped into my head was a goofy movie that is a <laughs> that's, that's a really yeah it is <laughs> that and that and armageddon Oh my god, Armageddon is unhinged, by the yeah. way. That would be a good one to change the ending to. But I feel like the obvious ending would just be they all die. Like, no one survives. Um, yeah. But let's go with, um, yeah, like, so at the end of a Goofy movie, Max's dad actually just decides, like, I was, I actually don't want this responsibility. And he leaves. And Max is an orphan for the rest of his life. Um, and then grows up to be, I don't know, a senator with dark secrets. Does that work? Sure. <laughs> I'm having a hard time thinking because all of the movies that are really that come to mind that are really memorable to me are movies I really like. And if I really like the movie, then I generally right. am quite content with the ending. Um, but I did think of a movie that I watched semi-recently that was like totally infuriating. Um, I, I went on a rom-com binge a few weeks ago because mm. those are the movies that are readily available on like streaming platforms because yeah, they're totally. probably cheap to get. Mm. Um, and I watched The Wedding Planner. Uh, mm-hmm. with J-Lo and Matthew McConaughey and 
you know, it's exactly what you would think. Like they end up together at the end, like like they do in every rom-com. But it's fucking preposterous that they end up together at the end. Like they he's engaged at the beginning of the movie and she's his wedding planner and then they fall in love and then his engagement gets broken off and then they end up together. Yeah. And like that would just never ever happen in real life. You might have an affair with your wedding planner if yeah. you're a fucking asshole, but you're definitely not going to like break up with your fiance for your wedding planner. Like I just don't see that happening. So I I would prefer if that movie ended you know, they had their little romp. They both feel kind of guilty about it. He ends up with the woman he was already planning on marrying and she ends up alone because that's what would happen in real life. Yeah, that's a, yeah, it would be like a three week thing at most. Yeah. I um, I thought Dermot Mulroney started that movie. I was he sure is in it. my best friend's wedding. Oh, that's which it. is actually a great rom-com that I don't um, I would not change the ending up because they don't end up together in that movie. And that's why right, that ending yeah, is great. True. Spoiler alert for spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen a movie that came out in 1996. <laughs> so no, keep, yeah. uh, my friend Wozni Lambray was tweet was like live tweeting watching that movie recently, and I said something to the effect of like, "Oh, like her gay best friend is the best part of that movie," or or something. And he's like, "Oh, I'm only on the first couple scenes. Don't spoil it." And I was like, "Wozni, you've had 25 years <laughs> to watch this movie. I there's no way I just spoiled it for you. Like, yeah. you don't get to say spoiler alert about a movie that came out." Like, there are people who are old enough to drink who were yeah. born after that movie came out. The Titanic sinks. That's how The that Titanic goes. sinks at the end. Um, they were dead the whole time. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, okay. So, great. Uh, okay. Who is your famous doppelganger? I'm curious to hear yours because oh. mine's really, really easy for me. Oh, my God. I hate this. Um, <laughs> okay. So, you know who the people who people say to me the most, and it drives me crazy, is Will I Am. And I'm like, I do not fucking look like will i am you know what him. now that you mention it <laughs> i can't I lie to you Tolliver. you kind of look like will i'm I gonna am. fucking scream you I swear look to like a taller fucking... skinnier version of will i am god i'm gonna scream you have the same face you have the same face i don't i don't yes, look anything do. like him no you look a lot like him no 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 <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking at his face right now what are you talking about he looks like a Beacon Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like I, a bitch on Freeze. Yeah. I actually saw him one time. I was walking into the Echo for some random show or whatever. And, and you're like, that was, that, was that me? Me? Am I having a, am I having a hallucination? But I walked, uh, you know, we like locked eyes for like a second and then just mm -hmm. moved on. It was, it was actually kind of weird. It was like, why did we look at each other? That um, happened to me with Madonna once. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I just like awkwardly made eye contact. We yeah. were when she Prince threw her a private concert that I was at, and that's a story for another time. Mm -hmm. But everyone at Paisley was staring at Madonna because she was the only other super famous person there besides Prince. And so I was not looking at her because I felt awkward. And mm -hmm. so I was just staring off in another direction. And I guess because I was the only person in the room not looking at her, that's where she chose to rest her eyes. Right. Yeah. Because if you can imagine like everyone's staring at you, so you find the one person in the yeah. room that's not staring at you and just sort of like keep your line of vision there. Totally but then eventually right. I got curious. So I turned around and she was staring at me and I was like, oh God, this is awkward. Um, and then you mouthed like die another day or something. Mm -hmm. like, and then I mouthed like a virgin. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, uh, my famous doppelganger is Kat Dennings, and people tell me that all the time, mm -hmm. and I do look just like her, and I have no argument. I mean, we look a lot alike. That's that's what it is. Two broke girls. Two broke girls, just Two broke girls. except one of them is a millionaire, and one of them is actually <laughs> broke. <laughs> so that would be me. 
I'm the broke one. You're the broke one. Okay. I also, as a child, people told me, so Michelle Trachtenberg is another actress I sort of look like, and I don't look as much like her now as an adult, but when she was Harriet the Spy, mm-hmm. slash when she was on Pete and Pete, um, I looked exactly like her as a child. And I used to get um, mistaken for her, actually. Like someone stopped me at the airport in New York as a kid and asked me to sign an autograph. Wow. That's how much I looked like her. Yeah, it was nuts. Who else would be mine? Um, No, I think, I really think it's just what I am. I, you know, I really want to look like Basquiat, but I just don't look like him. You don't. You just, just the hair. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Your faces look nothing alike. We look nothing alike. Um, Yeah. I look like a little it's baby just peanut. Will I, it's just Will I am. I'm sorry. I'm oh sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but you this, this that's your doppelganger. This is terrible news. Um, okay, last question. We've reached we've reached the end okay. somehow. We've meandered our way to the end of these questions. Mm-hmm. These are great, by the way. Thank you guys so much for sending them in. Yeah. Okay. Um, what would be the title of a reality show about your life? <laughs> oh Lord. Um it would be like it would be something to the effect of like is 7-Eleven still open? Or like, it would be something like, something like, um, <laughs> some like cute question about 7-Eleven. Yeah, like, what time does 7-Eleven close? What is a, of our story? <laughs> what is a vegetable? You know, it'd be like, what is a vegetable is a great name for a TV show. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking like, um, Judd Apatow project yeah. or something like some quirky hipster comedy. Like what is a vegetable? Yeah. Yeah. I could start in a quirky hipster comedy or it could be like a height thing. It could be, you know, like, um, too tall liver. Yeah, yo, that's an obvious one. There it is. Yeah, or like j- big, big guy, small. <laughs> you know, small, small something. A uh, city. Yeah, thank you. I'm just gonna go ahead and fill in that blank so that you know people yeah. don't fill it in with the wrong thing. Um, well, everyone saw my thirst trap. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I made sure that there was no, no confusion there. Um, okay. Title of reality show about my life. Um, I would have to be about the helicopter that's constantly circling over me when I'm trying to tape this podcast. No. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know what it would be. You have you're better at naming things. What what would you call the reality show of my life? It'd be like Claire Licious. And you know why I got there from Fergie singing at the National <laughs> singing at the- Claire Licious. Yeah, I, I would watch Claire Licious. Um, because I was thinking of Fergalicious. Um, yeah, no, I got that. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> um, I'm, but I'm just workshopping here. We're getting there. Workshopping, just spitballing, throwing things at the wall, seeing what sticks. We would. It would be called like, Le, uh, like um, my greatest obsession, LeBron. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's like, harsh. Okay, I'm gonna think of my own now because you're just you're veering into meanness, and I don't is that like. Mean? You tell me all the time you love LeBron. I do. And I, that's not mean. That's okay. a positive thing. You're right. How about like moment of clarity? Ah, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Moment I love clarity. puns. That's yeah. the only thing I, you're good at like coming up with captions and things that don't rely heavily on puns. Mm-hmm. If I'm allowed to rely heavily on puns, I'm great at coming up with things. I just, I have to like, I'm like a dad trying to tell a joke. It's like, there's at least three or four puns in each, in each joke. Yeah. I love puns. Love a good pun. We Big pun. Recipes. Mm, there we go. <laughs> um, I just made a pun about the word pun. You did. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the I, levels. Where do we go from here? Nowhere. That's where we end the show. Okay. Um, thank you so much for all your questions. Thank you for providing us a respite from having to think of topics for a week. That was yeah. really nice. 
Um, caught up on some Netflix during the time I normally would have been preparing for the show. So it's great. Um, and we will see you next week, you know, back to the good old format where we have to come up with the topics, which, oh, well, (laughs) and, um, hope that you got some real satisfying answers to the burning questions that you submitted and to the guy who asked for my WhatsApp. Um, I don't even know if I have one anymore, to be honest with you. So there you go. Hey man, you can have my OnlyFans if you want it, bro. Yeah, you you can have Tolliver's OnlyFans. I'll give you that. Don't worry about it. I'll send it to you. Perfect. Bet. Okay. See you next week. See ya. Thank you.